We are the lucky ones. Even if you're in a tough spot right now, you're still one of the lucky ones. We need to make sure we see everybody and see their needs and see how we can provide for their needs. And sometimes it's hiring the person that you may overlook for somebody else that has the same experience. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. You know, we do a lot of episodes about how to make more money. We do a lot of episodes about how to create more wealth and, and take care of your wealth and grow your business and, and all these great things that I love talking about. But I wanted to take this episode to make sure that we really stayed in touch with our core mission. And that is the common thread that generosity plays in all of our success stories. Sometimes generosity is part of the getting you there part of the story. And sometimes generosity is, is the part of the story that you get to participate in after you get there. But we cannot stray from the fact that the show's tagline, and, and I like to think one of the reasons you fell in love with the show, is that we are constantly reminding you when good people make good money, they can do great things. And we can't forget about the doing great things part of our journey. On top of that, I thought this would be a really good episode to act as a reminder of how good we all have it. You know, an episode to remind us that whatever financial problems we either face or faced in the past, they're not the same magnitude of financial problems that many other people face. And I know they feel real to you if you're going through it right now, and I know they feel scary or they might feel shameful, but I mean thousands. No, correct that millions and millions of people face financial challenges that you and I could not even fathom. Here's where this is coming from. I just got back literally minutes ago from spending the afternoon touring the homelessness challenge that we have here in Phoenix area. You won't believe it. It's growing as fast and as big as, as it is in LA. And, and quite honestly, that's the case all across the country right now. And the reason why I spent the afternoon touring this is that Lori and I are being honored as honorary chairpersons for the Arizona Pet Project. Now, first of all, that's a super cool honor. I can't wait. The gala's coming up, and, and I'm so grateful that we're being honored as the honorary chairpersons for their gala. And here's what they do. Their main mission is to keep pets with their owners when their owners cannot afford to keep them. All these financial challenges where otherwise they may give up their pet or leave it go astray, their aim is to make sure that doesn't happen. Bridge that financial gap. Now, listen, I know you might be thinking right now, you might be thinking, hey, you know, that's kind, that's noble, but there's way bigger problems out there than that. There's way bigger problems to solve than that, but it's deeper 
than keeping someone's pet with them. Stay with me for a moment. There's thousands of situations where veterans who fought for our country come back. And as you know, they struggle with PTSD and many other things. They struggle getting jobs and they will choose to remain homeless in order to stay with their one animal that is their companion, their one animal that might be a PTSD support dog, their one animal that maybe may not have the the, the true training or licensing to be an emotional support dog, but boy, they are every bit the one companion that keeps them stable. Well, they'll choose to live on the streets instead of giving up their animal when they can't find or afford housing that'll take their pet. Another situation is that the unhoused, the homeless, they abandon their pets because the only place that'll rent them when they have to leave one place is a place that won't take them. Or what about all the times when there's extra security deposits and pet fees charged by landlords who don't honor legitimate support animals? This is something that you and I don't think about on a day-to-day basis, but there are many instances where landlords know no one's really going to catch them and they do not honor the legitimate support animals without charging crazy fees and multiple security deposits. What I love about Arizona Pet Project is they pay for the spay and neutering when others cannot afford it. And this actually protects your pet, by the way, by reducing strays that cause disease to run rampant and makes makes its way back to your comfy, safe home. Your pet gets sick. You should see their awesome mobile vet clinics, by the way. I want you to think, food truck, but instead of, you know, slinging food out the side, they're providing veterinarian services for people who can't afford it. They pay for pet meds and necessary vaccines. They pay for temporary shelter intervention when people are between homes. They may be unhomed for a week or or months, and they know that they They're just waiting on their section eight to come through and they know they're going to get home in a couple of months. And in the interim, they would normally have to give up their pet because they're sleeping on a couch somewhere or, or somewhere where, you know, they won't take their pets. Well, they, they create and pay for, you know, temporary shelter intervention in those cases so that people don't have to give up their pets. They pay for e-collars and pet supplies and, and all the other things for people who can't afford it. But my God, they rely on their pets to get through life. You know, this is not just about saving pets' lives. More importantly, this is about saving people's lives who depend on their pets. And most people like you and I, we never stop to give any thought to the magnitude of that. Not just saving pets' lives, but saving the lives of people who depend on their pets so they choose to stay homeless. They depend on their pets so they choose to give up their own medicines to pay for their their pet care. Those are real life choices that people make every single day. And I'll be real honest, when I did the tour today, all I could think about is that my pets travel on, on a private jet back and forth between two homes, one in, in Arizona and one in California. And these are pets out here living in the streets while people choose between, do they eat food? Do they get food for themselves or food for their pets? And so anyway, I really wanted to understand both the challenges at hand And I wanted to see the work being done to solve them. The great work that Arizona Pet Project does. And this led to Leanna, their super awesome kick-ass CEO, she's incredible, volunteering her afternoon to give me a tour of the real issues that people face. The real solutions, so I could see them both firsthand. So we spent the afternoon visiting an area, a section of, of Phoenix called The Zone. What an ominous name, right? Called The Zone. And it's Phoenix 
Phoenix is equivalent to Skid Row. Thousands and thousands of, it's a tent city, blocks upon blocks of unhoused individuals of all walks of life. Then we toured the, the human services campus, which was one of the coolest things I've actually ever seen. I mean, this place is, is remarkable. All the different, let's call it services and buildings within this campus and the people within the campus, both the people working there and, and the people that rely on these services. And here's the cool part. We got to see where the pets are allowed to stay at the shelters within this campus. They're allowed to stay in the shelters with their owners instead of their owners having to give them up because of a lot of the care and vaccines and, and medicines that are provided by Arizona, by AZ pets. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to, to do that. They wouldn't be able to, they'd be choosing between, do I go to the shelter for the night or do I stay outside and freeze with my pet? And then we went and we visited the, the county animal care and control center where, my God, thousands and thousands of pets are, are either lost and you're hoping that their owner finds them within 72 hours, or they've been abandoned for some of the reasons that Arizona Pet Project works really hard to solve those financial reasons why people abandon their pets. And the sheer magnitude of, of that and all of it was just so eye-opening. And my takeaways today were this. It was just how huge the homelessness issue is getting here and everywhere. Do you know that in the Phoenix metro area, Homelessness is growing on a one-for-one basis with the population growth. So if the population grew 10% this year, homelessness grew an equal 10% this year. That's alarming. Another takeaway was how incredible the people in these communities are. And that most people, many of you listening, you're just one or two missed paychecks away from ending up in the same situation. See, it doesn't go from missing a couple paychecks to all of a sudden you're, you're living in a tent. First, it's living in your car for a week because you couldn't pay your rent anymore. And then it becomes living in your car for weeks. And, and then your car gets repossessed or it breaks down. And then you lose the car. And now you're on the streets. Guys, this is how many of the people end up that you drive by every day. It's how they end up in that tent on the side of the road. Another takeaway. I want to tell you a story about this guy named George. This is one of the best takeaways. George was one of the people who needed the services when I went and visited the human services campus today. And he stopped us. He said, hey, I love when people, when they visit, when they tour, you know, what are you guys learning about today? And we just say, hey, we're, you know, we're learning about the services here and, and all the different ways that they, they help everybody. And George said, well, let me tell you, this place is life-saving, number one. But number two, it's really effective. It makes a difference in the life of people like me. I mean, this was totally unsolicited, by the way. This is amazing that he stopped us. He said, in the last couple of weeks, I'm so excited because they helped me find new housing. I was homeless for the past several years, and this place helped me find and secure a home. I just signed the lease, and they're helping me get into it. And he said, on top of that, this place gave me an ID and a phone number and an address and the clothes, and I was able to go out and get a new job to support this new housing. And they gave me the advice that was needed. And then, then George gave me advice, unsolicited. He asked me what I did. And I said, well, you know, we own a lot of businesses and, and uh, you know, we do lots of different things. I, I kept my answer kind of generic. And he said, you know, I'm glad that you said you're a business owner. He said, do me a favor. And I can't even explain it. It was like the, the sweetest moment. He said, do me a favor. I want you 
And hopefully you'll, you'll share this with all of your other friends that own businesses. I want all of you to try and focus on the abilities and the resumes when people like me come in to apply for jobs at your businesses. He said, I've been a chef for 30 years and a damn good one. I've been a fusion chef for the past 10 years, and it's like art what I can do. And I'm so excited to be able to cook again for people now that I got the assistance to get a job and a place. I get to do what I was meant to do for other people, cook for them. It's what I love. It was one of the most touching exchanges I've ever had in, in years. It was so genuine. It was so incredible, so innocent yet moving at the same time. And I take what he says to heart. I guess that's why I wanted to do this episode today, to remind myself, to remind all of you. We are the lucky ones. Even if you're in a tough spot right now, you're still one of the lucky ones. We need to make sure we see everybody and see their needs and see how we can provide for their needs. And sometimes that's hiring the person that you may overlook for somebody else that has the same experience. So why do I explain all this? Let me start to put a bow on this for you. Well, we talk a lot about making money and creating wealth, but we cannot forget about the responsibility that you and I have. And that's the doing great things part of when good people make good money, they can do great things. We need to be reminded from time to time to do those great things, to stop it, our rat race. I know we're all so busy to stop our rat race and, and recognize where we can do good things and for whom we can do those good things. I know our struggles, whatever they may be, while they feel real to us, they pale in comparison to the struggles that millions of other people face. Like you may think you're worried about your rent or your mortgage, but that pales in comparison to what millions face financially. You may think that you're, you're afraid that you may not be able to keep your business open, but that pales in comparison to the decisions that people make around their finances every single day out there. And so I share that because it reminds us to be grateful. And when, when you're grateful, you come from a place of, of more productiveness. And it reminds us that the person that we drive by, who we won't even look at sometimes because we don't want to be reminded, it reminds us that they are a human too. A human that started as a baby just like us, except they were likely dealt a very different set of circumstances than you and I were. I know you and I, we've rolled up our sleeves. We made the best out of our set of circumstances. Boy, we've put hard work into getting where we are today. But it's a reminder that we were likely dealt a different set of circumstances, even if they were challenging ones, than many of these individuals. So I'm so grateful to, shout out to Lindsay Fricks. She's the one who nominated Lori and I. She's the reason that we're going to be honored here in a few weeks at the upcoming Hero Awards, which is the gala for the Arizona Pet Project. I'm proud to be honored for this kind of work. I'm proud to, to stop and, and see the kind of work that needs to be done. And you guys know how much our pets are like family to us. We don't have kids yet. So our pets are our family. They're our kids. And I can't imagine the importance that they play in the lives of the people who truly need them to survive and have to choose between their own food or their pet's needs. 
They have to choose between their own medicine or, or their pet's medicine. They have to choose between being on the street so they can stay with their pet. In many cases, their support animal or taking that place that won't allow pets. Those are choices that you and I don't normally have to make on a daily basis. So, hey, if this moves you at all, you can do one of two things to help out. We're doing a fundraiser. You can go to azpetproject.org forward slash harder, like my last name. Again, that is azpetproject.org slash harder. And make a donation, even $5, $10, $50, or a million dollars if you want. I'll take the million dollar ones too. But seriously, hit pause. And and if you're at all moved to, go give a dollar. Go give a dollar or $5 over at azpetproject.org forward slash harder. Or you can come to the gala with us. It's March 4th here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's going to be a good time. I love galas. Great way to meet other like-minded people. Saturday night, March 4th, you can get tickets just by going to azpetproject.org and click on the Hero Awards. You'll see Lori and I up there getting honored. I'd be honored for you guys to, to see that. And uh, it'd be a really cool way for you to network and, and meet really neat individuals. So buy a ticket, buy a table. Hell, buy a table and bring all your friends and, and, and show your friends what it looks like to be a part of things that truly matter. So you can grab tickets over at azpetproject.org and clicking on the, the Hero Awards. Or you can just donate to the fundraiser by going to azpetproject.org forward slash harder. Regardless, I hope that this episode, even though I didn't teach you how to make more money, I didn't teach you how to get richer, I didn't teach you any of those things, I hope that it taught you how to be richer in life and how to feel the sense of contribution more and how to really put the doing great things back into when good people make good money, they can do great things. I love and appreciate you. And thanks for always listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.